Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Wherever you are, welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We are here today. <laughs> oh no. Sorry. I like it when you can't even say them. It's becoming just part of it. My um, imagination just runs, runs wild. Wild? <laughs> Either way. I got this. <clears throat> I feel like I've done this before. I should have kept a master list. We are here today to we even put... had people compile us. <laughs> I know. List. You know what? He won his free stuff. So yeah. and then we didn't keep up the list. <laughs> is anyone surprised? <laughs> My husband is not. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are I can't say it. We are here today to put the her and Spurgeon. Oh okay. <laughs> Boom. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. My name is Summer. And I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. And Joy, I just want you to know <clears throat> that if I had to start from episode one and do almost 100 episodes of a podcast again, I I would still choose you, oh. which is like a Hobby Lobby sign, honestly. I would still choose you. <laughs> I know. I know you would. Get a little Han Solo on you. Yeah. I love that. Um, well, you're right. I am Joy. And I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Summer. And I just want you to know that you are so fancy. (laughs) (laughs) Ask anyone. No, you have to give the context for that. (laughs) I'm the least fancy person. (laughs) Um, So Jeff Sunsage told Summer that she's fancy. And I immediately agreed. I, and I, it's true. No. How? I'm, I'm in shock. You're the most least fancy person. <laughs> okay. I know. Okay. I can. But. Right. Um, what? The, I don't. When he said that I'm fancy, I, I immediately began racking my brain. For anything for any, fancy any you've ever done. any sign of fanciness in my life. And I can't find one. <laughs> What is what's fancy about me? I think it's just like sort of an indwelling fanciness. What? Well, and also you do like every time I see you, you're like holding a cup of tea with your <laughs> pinky up. Stop. You're doing it right now. Stop you it. guys, I wish you could Stop see it. it. She does it all the time. <laughs> she does not. She brings an antique flowered <laughs> teacup with her. And a matching saucer. From Vegas. From Las Vegas. She drinks out of it on the way here. The whole drive. <laughs> 80 miles an hour drinking hot tea <laughs> out of a delicate <laughs> saucer gilded teacup in my fancy well yeah the saucer is a must corvette i don't know <laughs> like no there's nothing fancy about me we just got a van and it's like 12 years old and you can press a button and open the door and that is the most fancy thing about That's me fancy it feels very fancy. That way you don't have to put your teacup down. 
never put my teacup down. Ladies, look, never put your teacup down. <laughs> Stay fancy, you guys. <laughs> okay, so can I tell you a story about beef jerky? Yes, <laughs> real quick. Okay. Yes. This is so embarrassing. Um, <laughs> I asked you if you Summer was going to tell me the story, not in front of a microphone. And then I was like, wait, just tell me on the show. And I didn't realize that, like, I didn't even know if it was yeah, appropriate for the show or embarrassing. Well, you guys anything, are stuck with it. I mean, go. it's really, it's one of the, the, I used to be into really fancy beef jerky. <laughs> See, that's it. It's all your fancy beef jerky. <laughs> So, you know, for some reason, there's this company that makes... It's this company. Here's the bag. There's the bag, you guys. It's Chef's Cut. This is not an endorsement. No. If they want to pay us, they can. They can, but, you know, whatever. I just love beef jerky. And so they they just, like, got really crazy, this company, and were making, like, crazy flavors of beef jerky. And... You know, I just one time Target had like a five dollar off coupon, and who can resist a good five dollar off coupon? Right. Not I. Mm-hmm. No. So, um, I was like, I'm gonna try one of their flavors that I've never tried before, and it was like basil something or other. It, okay. The, you know, the packaging and the title were all very fancy yeah. and mm-hmm. and alluring, and I was like, this will be good. I right. love beef jerky. I love basil. Like, this is going to be great. Yep. So I was FaceTiming my future husband. <laughs> we were on FaceTime talking. And I opened up the bag. Wait, I remember the story now. Dear, have yes. I told you this Okay, story? yes, but keep telling it. Okay. Because I kind of forget it, and I remember laughing a lot. Okay. So I was FaceTiming him, and I opened up this bag of beef jerky, and I took the first bite. <laughs> And it was the most wretched, awful thing I've ever eaten. It was like opening up a can of like, you know, those like flakes that you feed fish. Oh. That smell is what this beef jerky oh. tasted like. Like weird fish food, like seaweed fish, smelling. Like worse than the worst seaweed you've ever had. Right. Like it was just horrifying and and what made it hor- more horrifying was that it was like a lie because it was supposed to be beef jerky it wasn't supposed to be fish food and it was supposed to be basil not fish yes beef jerky. yes and i made this face like it i wonder if there's a market out there for that Probably i not. i i you know what i've never seen the flavor since it did oh. not last like there's no way so i made this face like this horrible like it was i was disgusted and eric's like real quick like screenshot it while I was oh. making this like horrible face and he said that as my image oh. when I like texted him in my phone or whatever or in his phone and um that really horrified me but that's is it life still, you know? is it still the picture I don't actually know I don't know do you set like certain ringtones for people no oh okay the only thing the this is the the best I can do okay. for you. Okay. If I if I really enjoy you, uh-huh. I will change the messenger colors yes. of our conversation to I orange. Know. Okay, I know ours is orange. Yeah. Okay. And there's just so you know, but other people have orange. There's one other person that's orange. Okay. All right. And th- honestly, 
there are a few more people in my life that deserve orange. Right. I'm sorry. So if you're hearing this and you're not orange and you're like, wait a minute. I thought we were like really good friends. Yeah. Just give me. T- well, actually, right. technically, I have some time. I'll have to go through. Right. And, and do that. I won't do that. But. No, you won't. Well, so my thing, and I've told you guys this before, is like I barely save people's numbers in my phone. <laughs> like It's true. It's really bad. <laughs> Like I've told you, like I'll be texting with someone and it'll just have like their number at the top and Eric will be like, oh, who is that? And then like, it's like literally my brother or something. <laughs> and he's like, um, okay. He just didn't, he didn't he just, think you could just write Josh White. No, it's too much work. So like I barely save people's numbers in my phone. But if I'm really, really close to you and we text a lot, I'll give mm. you like a special like text sound so I won't have to look like okay basically it lets me know like do I want to like do I care about this right now or do I care about it later right do I need to check this right away right or not right so I like I don't know I got I got kind of offended once and I like asked Eric I was like do I have a special text tone he was like no I was like ugh we are married I just don't have time (laughs) I know where do you it's pretty inconsistent of me also like this is maybe this is weird, but my phone doesn't really have great. Like I've never heard. I, I picked the text tone that I have because right. it was the best of my options. Right. But there, there wasn't one that I was like, "Ooh, this is it." Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not crazy about any of them either. But whatever. I've ruined it. I <laughs> again. This is one of those things where it's so simple, but like. The car I was driving that I rented for a while, like, it would read my texts to me. Oh, yeah. Like, if my phone was plugged in, it wouldn't let me. It would just start reading them to me. Yes. Because it didn't want me to look. Whoever was in there. Yeah. It didn't want me to look, like, at, you know, my phone. And I had, like, all these emojis around Eric's name (laughs) in my contacts list. What does it say? So, it would read them. So, it was like, you have a text from... uh, Face with heart-shaped eyes, husband, red heart, black heart, rainbow. <laughs> it's like longer. The text just says, hey. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know, this is annoying. I'm going to change his name to like Eric and stop being a little kid and have emojis <laughs> everywhere. Like, what am I What am I doing? Um, and I, when I changed that, like everything just broke. Like his his picture that I had went away. The special ringtone went away, and that, but like it's still on my iPad, has the same name and same pic- oh. Like, I don't know. I don't have time for this, and no one cares. Why am I telling everybody this? <laughs> Literally, zero people care. Well, there now you, yeah, now you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we, this is generally how our conversations go. Yeah. When we haven't been, when we're not recording. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you know. Yep. Um, little insight there. Yeah. Also, I just feel like, so when I suggested this topic, (laughs) um, I was like, you know, I don't know if this is the best time to talk about this because it's like something I'm kind of struggling with right now. Mm -hmm. But then I realized, well, actually we all struggle with this. Right. Um, to varying degrees. And I think it's something that like, we're always going to be it we're never going to be perfect at this 
But I do think like, I don't want to have this view of sanctification where it's just like, well, this just always is. So it just is what it is. Let's be fine with it. Like I do think you can't turn sin into just like a part of being human. Right. It is a part of being human. Right. But you don't use it to like minimize or rationalize with it. Right. Like hopefully as you grow to become more like Christ, there's all kinds of things that you're going to be sanctified out of, but you're never going to be fully sanctified at anything. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think that for, for people who struggle with depression, um, who struggle with being overly self-reflective, like, I really think this topic is like the core of the core of the struggle. Yeah. Um, and I can, I can see how that has like worked out in my own life. Like, if you just keep scaling back and, like, working back and, like, digging deeper and digging Mm -hmm. deeper, it's, like, what's at the bottom of this? Um, A lack of trusting God. Right. Believing, like, a lie over what God has said. Right. Will cause so many spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical Mm -hmm. problems. I think, like, you have the psalmist talking about, like, sin that's, like, affected him to his bones and, like, his body and... I'm well, not, and I think that, like, it is, it is, have we even said, what is the topic? Oh, we're talking about trusting God. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I already knew that, but I was right. like, did we not say mm. it yet? Mm. And now I forgot Sorry, what I was going to say. Oh, no. Today's I'm, kind of a weird day for me. So, today feels so weird. What is, t- today's Friday. Is today a day? Today is a day. Am I me? <laughs> You're still you. Hey, it's Friday the 13th. That must be it. Then, But n- it's not for anybody who's listening to this. So <laughs> you guys don't feel it. Just I feel it. Anything that happens today, we're just gonna be like mm, Friday the thirteenth. Like, tell you, sorry, don't know anything. Today. Memory, you'd forget things on Friday the thirteenth. That's always been a part of it. <laughs> That's why there's so much superstition. <laughs> Who even knows? Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, oh, okay. I remember what oh, I was good. gonna say. Um, I think because it is. Because not trusting God is common. Because being self-reflective is common. And not always, like, not always done to a bad extent. I think that we, um, I think the biggest thing for Christians is that they identify, like, I'm thinking a lot of really untrue things about God or about myself. Or I'm thinking all this untrue stuff, but I can't stop thinking it. Yes. And so that almost like reinforces like I can't I can't get myself out of this Mm -hmm. so my only option yeah is to stay here right and that's also not trusting God right that means like in that moment you're believing that he's gonna like you're his chosen people Mm -hmm. you're his like child yeah um and he's just gonna leave you right in this unsanctified Mm -hmm. sin right and that's just not that's not true that's not true that's really encouraging to think about because you do, you get stuck in this cycle. Right. You can get stuck in this mm-hmm. cycle where uh, it's not easy to change your thought pattern and maybe you're relying on yourself to do it instead of giving it yeah. to God, instead yeah. of going to God, giving it to God, participating in the means of grace. You're just, I mean, you're not sanctified perfectly overnight. And uh, the transforming and renewing of your mind is an ongoing process. You know, it's like 
you're going to be transformed by the renewing. And it's going to be a continual renewing that you need to do. And hopefully it becomes less and less over time. I know one thing that's really difficult is, um, you know, we have such short lifespans in the grand scheme of things, but we feel like everything is interminable so often. We're so, we're so limited. Right. Um, But I guess a good starting point is just that, um, do you believe that God is sovereign? Because if God is sovereign... And if God is good and both things are true, Mm -hmm. then, and he is infinitely wise. And I think I don't want to rush over that phrase either because um, I was reading Jerry Bridges' Trust in God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And he said something about God being infinitely wise. And I, I thought, that's a crazy thought. Can you imagine infinite wisdom? Like wisdom that's, without end right like god possesses that he is infinitely wise and i can't even wrap my brain around that because i i feel infinitely foolish right and um god's infinitely wise which means that like all the things that i think are good like all the things i think i need all the things that um, make me struggle with trusting God because I'm looking at this situation and I'm like, this is difficult. This is hard. Why is this happening? Like in that moment, am I really believing right. that God who orchestrated all of it is infinitely wise? Right. Because, or am I thinking that I'm wise, I'm judging the situation, I'm sizing the situation up and I'm saying, nope, that's not good. Yeah. Like how prideful is that? Yeah. It's pride. Mm-hmm. And well, because sometimes even you like all your your decision making up to a certain point could be faithful, mm-hmm. and God is still yes, more, like He's infinitely wise. So yep, so He's still more wise than you. Like you could you could be prayerful and obedient in your decision making, and then eventually at some point it's just like oh well, that's just still not what that's just not what the plan was, right? <laughs> you know, yes, um, and I. I guess I guess my encouragement is that you might realize that you struggle with this today. Like you might see, recognize, hopefully God will give you eyes to recognize this pattern in your life. Mm-hmm. If it's something that you're trapped in, right. something that you've trapped yourself in. And once you recognize it, um, I think the first thing to do is to go to God with it. I think that we really underestimate. I don't, we underestimate prayer to the point where we see a sin in our life and our first inclination is typically not to pray about it. It's to think, okay, what do I need to do? What do I need to do now? And that makes sense because there is something you need to do. Right. You need to repent, but you can only do that if you actually go to God (laughs) with it. Yeah. I think especially especially in regard like trusting god in in terms of your inner monologue yeah it's it is very internalized and so you do feel like you feel separate it's a part of you that is separated from other people right and so we have this temptation even when we diagnose certain thoughts as a lie mm-hmm. you're, you're like okay well i have to handle them mm-hmm. um and that's just that's not that's not how it works. Um, God isn't far from you. 
like there's another lie in that, which mm-hmm. is that like God's not taking care of me. I don't trust him to sanctify me and um, I don't trust him to give me peace and take horrible feelings away or horrible mm-hmm. circumstances away. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not the, the first thing. The first thing always should be to call out to God. Right. And it's not unfaithful to say, like, I can't stop lying to myself <laughs> and I need you. Yeah. You know. Confess your reliance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, too, like, we we so often um, don't really see our sins for what they are. Like, you see the symptom of what the root is but do you really understand what the the root is so this i'm going to be self-reliant i'm going to get myself out of this if i just work harder then maybe i'll trust god is pride Mm -hmm. like it's it's a a self-reliance that ultimately says god i don't need you right like we need to and and another thing is is like if this is something that you haven't been faithful with um don't let that stop you from just starting to be faithful with it. Because sometimes you get in this pattern where you just feel so much guilt, like, right. oh, I'm such a failure, I'm such a failure, um, that you don't – turn that over to God today. Right. You don't need to wait till tomorrow or till you get better at it. Like, start now. If you've been unfaithful with it, start being faithful with it. Yeah. And, and, and it will take time. It won't – it doesn't fix everything right overnight necessarily. Sometimes yeah. when you turn to God after being disobedient in this area, you're like you feel better immediately. And sometimes you don't. Right. And uh, the point is, I think another temptation in uh surrounding this is that like we we don't we're relying on ourselves. We don't feel good. We feel guilt. We feel shame Mm -hmm. over it. Mm -hmm. And then our only priority is to not feel bad anymore. Right. Right. And that's also putting yourself first. Right. Like going to God because you just want this painful feeling to go away. Mm -hmm. And that's not, I mean, that's not necessarily wrong, Mm -hmm. but it is if, it's it's good to do a little inventory on that. Like, yeah. am, am I really struggling with this so much because right. I just don't like want to feel uncomfortable right. or any feelings of pain? Right. Or am I struggling with this because this is a sin against God? Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of what it comes down to is um, do we really believe that God is faithful? Um do we believe that he takes care of his children? And it, it you'd be hard-pressed to read scripture and come away with anything but the knowledge that God is faithful to his children. Um, and, you know, some, something my husband said to me was like, don't be surprised in, in, this, in this relationship between you and God. Mm-hmm. you are the unfaithful one. Right. Not God. Yeah. Like, don't be surprised when you are the one that's unfaithful. There will never be a time right. that God is unfaithful. Yeah. Um, 
And it was really cool because the whole reason, the whole like thing that brought this up in my mind was we're, we're going through um, Genesis with our kids okay. at night. And I would say chapter by chapter, but my husband's very thorough. So, you know, like a chapter-ish a night. You're not looking to be in Genesis <laughs> until the kids are all 16? Uh, if he had his way, maybe. <laughs> but um, So we got to Genesis 19, which is the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. And he was like, okay, here we go. That's an interesting one. <laughs> yeah. There's and you know, there's a lot of elements there. There's though. a lot of elements there. And, you know, our kids, we talk to them. They know what homosexuality is. Right. Um, we don't hide that from them. We don't give them more than they can handle, that's for sure. But just in the sense that uh, I don't know how it's possible not to at some point explain to them this sin, uh, especially. So, anyway, none of them don't know that there are people who are attracted to the same sex and um, they know that it's sinful and we don't need to go any further at this point with the ages that they are. But anyway, um, so we're going through Genesis 19 and my husband, you know, he was faithful to explain like what was going on in the story. But I thought what was really cool was that he really highlighted God's protection of Lot. And most of the time when we get to Genesis 19, we're focused on homosexuality and how God destroyed these cities. Um, But if you look at it and God's protection of Lot, it's like actually really astounding because the angels that God sent were like, hey, you need to leave. Right. Like you need to get out of here. And Lot didn't get out of here. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, you got to go. And like Lot didn't go. And then it got to the point where the angels like straight pulled Lot out of there. Right. And then waited and then God waited until Lot was safely in another city. Mm-hmm. Like there was pushing along here right. that happened by the Lord. Um and and God was being faithful yeah. when Lot wasn't being faithful. Right. Like if an we all think so highly of ourselves, we're like, oh, if an angel straight up told me to go do X, Y, and Z, I'd be gone. But it's like, no, we are just like Lot. Right. <laughs> um, we need pushing along, yes. <laughs> even when the town's about to burn to the ground. Right. We think we're so wise and we're so faithful, but we're Lot, <laughs> and God is faithful. <laughs> God is pushing us out of the burning right. town or the town that's about to burn, um, and. You know, so something I'm trying to work on is reading scripture that way. Right. Not just focusing on, um, there's lots of great things to focus on. There's a lot in Genesis 19, but really, do we have a lot? (laughs) I'm sorry. I had to. There is a lot. There's one lot and also a lot. (laughs) Okay. I was like, can I let it go? And yes. I was like, mm, yes, you uh. can. <laughs> um, God's really faithful. He is. We are not. Yeah. And um, it was just, it was encouraging to me to think of it that way that um, I think so often we are so <laughs> uh, self-focused. We're so bound to our flesh that we when we feel like someone's unfaithful we're wondering if it's god or not right. and when it's yeah. like no 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 
if there's any unfaithfulness going on at any point, it's you. And that's actually really freeing to realize. I think it frees you to do a lot of things. Number one, repent. Right. Um, Number two, take encouragement and comfort and rest and joy in the fact that even when you are being unfaithful, God is being faithful. And he is he ever lives to make intercession for us. Mm-hmm. So you can repent of that now. And it like, I, like I think I've kind of beat this dead at this point, but you're never going to be perfect at it, but don't put off starting being faithful right. when you realize that you're not. Well, and it makes a, like earlier I said, the, the sort of physical pain that comes from guilt and shame, it, it may not go away the moment that you, um, the moment that you call out to God, the moment that you repent, you may kind of continue in those feelings, but you will notice a difference between um, obediently handling untruthful thoughts yeah. and disobediently yeah. doing so. Um, yeah. It is, it's, it's something that we have to, we just have to do. It yeah. requires discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think the more you do it, mm-hmm. the more of a practice yeah. it becomes. Yep. Um, Paul describes the faith as something that he uses athletic kind of ideas. Right. And yeah. Like a muscle building. Yeah. Stamina type yes. of thing. Race that you have to run and right. armor that you have to put on. And right. And it's just, I mean... You don't. You really don't. So first of all, like God is faithful, and it's, and really we can end it there. Mm-hmm. But I do have to say that this is something we all deal with. Mm-hmm. We all think that God is being unfaithful to us. Um, that's a lie. Yep. But fellowship mm. can help to expose that lie. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So if even if you're like if you're sh- if if you want to start. You're having a hard time mm-hmm. calling out to God and and acknowledging His faithfulness mm-hmm. rather than considering that He's being unfaithful. Mm-hmm. Talk to someone about it yeah. that you like and you know. <laughs> like, yeah, it does help. It really, really helps. And it, they won't look at you and be like, "Oh, I've never done that." <laughs> if they're honest, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> absolutely, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why, um, again, I think the root sin is is probably pride most of the time. Um, It could just be a lack of self-reflection, a lack of discipline. It could be a lot of different things. But we live in a world full of sin, and every day things happen where you're just like, really? It's like your car breaks down when you can least afford it or you know just there's a million little things every single day that go wrong because we live in a sinful world and i i think most of us know what it's like to just reach a point where it's like we don't know how to handle it anymore but it's like in those moments what are you turning to are you going to believe the lie that um god's not good yeah that he's not sovereign that he's not working in these little moments. Yeah. Um, you can say, who is taking care of me? Mm-hmm. Or you can say, God's taking care of me. Right. Right. Yeah. Boom. Tell him joy. <laughs>
that's a good no that's a good way to like spin the question i like that because yeah i mean i've i've thought that so many times mm-hmm. and it's really like it's it is it's like pitiful to me to look back on and think of how and i'm like ashamed it's embarrassing not in a sinful way but right. like I, i'm ash- i'm ashamed that there were so many times when i um when i you know yeah i i you know god God has been taking care of me very, very well and very faithfully. <laughs> right. And I have essentially looked him in the face so many times and been like, who? Who's taking care of me? Right. No, I know. And it's it's like here we are saying that we trust God for the for the eternal, but we don't right. trust him for the temporal. Right. Like really? No, I get I believe me, that is a temptation I have given into so many times. And it's it's exhausting, but I think we need to remember how good God is, and and the um, the the peace that we have with Him. Uh, it's not going to be easy in a sin-filled world. Right. It's not going to be easy with our sin-filled hearts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but God has promised us peace and rest if we would turn to Him, and uh, we just need to do that. And he is good. I promise he's he good. He didn't. He doesn't lose track of all. He he's much better multitasker, <laughs> and like he, he's not like you and me. Right. If if it was up to me to take care of all my chosen people on the earth, I, they'd all good die. Good luck. Yeah. Go ahead and ask who's taking care of me. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and ask that. Yeah. But that's not how it is. Right. He's not like you and me. Right. Yeah. So okay. Do you want to read that thing to me now? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I'm really curious. So the story of how I got here is really, really long. Don't even. Just I'm not tell me how it. you got here. But I, so I was reading. I found this list. It just so happens to be on BuzzFeed. Wasn't expecting that. Maybe I was. I don't know. They're big into lists. <laughs> so these are the 36 absolute best things in the world. Wait, wait. The list, it's a list mm-hmm. of the best things in the entire world. Yeah. Who wrote this list? I don't trust Matt them. Matt Stopera. How does he know? He's Matt Stopera, man. <laughs> okay, got it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Ma- oh Matt. Oh, Matt. Good old Matt. Good old Matt. He is I nine- may not even be saying that last name. <laughs> he is 9,000 years old and he's seen it all. Oh, yeah. He knows where all the best things are. I mean, well, and the best part about him being 9,000 years old is that he looks like he's 22. Oh. That's another one of his charms. That's because he knows where the Fountain of Youth is. He's had 9,000 years to find Uh, it. Interestingly enough, the Fountain of Youth is not in the 36 things. He doesn't want us to know where it is. Right. He's keeping that on the deal. Yeah. Otherwise, everyone would be there. Right. Who wouldn't? Then we'd all be 9,000 years old. Right. It's a mess. (laughs) But... Here are some of the 36 absolute best things in the world. Okay, I'm really We're starting off, this. and I understand some of them, and then some of them just oh, okay. are interesting to me. Okay. So peeling the plastic off of something you just bought. No! Like, no, no, no. Like, you know, like how there's like a little cover on your phone. Oh, that. no, that's a horrible moment. Oh. That is the moment your phone enters entropy. This is why my internal <laughs> mon- This is why my internal monologue is so negative right (laughs) 
Right. Because when I think of peeling the plastic off my new phone, I'm like, well, it's never going to be this good again. Right. I think it's just the sensation of pulling it off. Oh. I, mm. The sensation, if there's no, without any association okay. of like what's going to happen afterwards. Okay. But I also reject the idea that those two things can be separate. They can't. They really can't. No. Um, peeling the glue off the back of a gift card. Maybe. Um, I do it enjoy it. Does it belong in the 36 best things in the world? It, not even remotely close. This guy is entertained by... He's nine years old. This guy is nine <laughs> years old. If he's if you're entertained by feeling the glue <laughs> off the back, he is not nine. I, I got three zeros wrong on that. Right. Age. Nine. <laughs> he's just nine. Nine. No. <laughs> if he like, stayed in the fountain of youth too long. Right. And it didn't it super, just really affect Super him. young. If like battle bots are next on the list, then I'll for sure know he's nine. Um dangling a cool metal chain over your hand and slowly lowering it down so it collects in your palm. That's the most that would give me anxiety though. Dipping your hands into a deep bag of uncooked rice. Uh, or beans. Is this all ASMR stuff? I don't know. I think yeah, this person has like some sensory things going on. It makes sense when you're 9. Yeah. Um Wrapping a freshly dried blanket around you. Nope, it's way too hot for that. Winning on eBay. Uh, is it 2009? Here's where I'm confused <laughs> because a nine-year-old would not even know what eBay was. But I guess if he was 9,000 before. Sure. How does it work? Does he like keep his collective knowledge and the information that he's learned? Maybe Or does not. it like work on your brain too? Yeah. I, I don't, don't know about the Fountain of Youth guys. Do people still buy stuff on eBay? Yes. Oh, eBay's not still a thing? Notes. That's weird. And I also think there's like such a diversity of listings that like battles aren't quite as. No. They're not as. Uh, eBay collectively is not as big of a thing as it used to be. No. But it is still utilized. Weird. My mom's going to be really offended by this because they sell a lot of stuff on eBay. I'm sorry. She's going to be like, um, eBay's a thing. I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> you go get your eBay sales. Proud of you. Um. Okay, this one weirded me out. Using a new toothbrush for the first time. No. <laughs> I don't feel like that feels any different than using, using it, no. a toothbrush. It feels the same the first time. How long are you using this toothbrush for? Like, if the last one had no more bristles, then, then maybe, yeah. sure, it'd feel great. But what? Yeah, I don't know. Um, we have when a vending machine accepts your dollar on the first try. I, Matt, I... I don't. Mm. <laughs> Putting on a new pair of socks. I hate all socks. Taking off your socks right before getting into bed. I disagree. I think it's better to get into bed and then take them off. I think it's better to never wear socks. <laughs> and I, I put on a, oh, this is funny. I put on a pair of socks this morning because I was like, you know, I I can be a person that wears <laughs> I'm an socks. Adult. <laughs> I'm like Matt. <laughs> I'm just I'm like, like Matt Sopera. Yeah, the guy that owns the Fountain of Youth. <laughs> and I'm sitting on my stairs by the front door and I put socks on and I put shoes on. It's like five o'clock in the morning. I'm about to drive five hours and I, I put my feet down. I stood up and I was like, nope. And I sat back down and I took my socks What's off. What's your problem with socks? And I got to, they stress me out. Like my toes okay. feel scrunched. And have you ever tried dipping them into a bag of beans? <laughs> As you're removing 
sticker from your phone? Right. No. Yes. Someone should do all these things at once. You'd probably Same just explode time. from being so happy. You're like, this is the best thing. Get someone to brush your teeth all with of- your new brush while you dip your hands in uncooked rice. While they give you a free sample, which is another thing on this list. A free sample? And you sleep with your pet. Oh, gross. And also a dentist says you have no cavities. I've never Who had a cavity. <laughs> Rich, All fancy right, people. Matt. Fancy people go to Matt's the dentist. Dentist person. Well, that was really disappointing. Yeah. A lot of these things were just. No. I don't. Mm-mm. I feel like uh, someone is easily amused. I'm sure that's the point of this. But wearing shorts for the first time of the season. Literally, it's short season all year where we live. Well, but for the first time of the season. Does that mean like every season you can go out and the first time you wear shorts, it's like. Amazing. Oh, yes. Maybe we can't relate because we don't live anywhere that's ever cold. I don't. I refuse. People who go to the dentist. (laughs) Fancy people (laughs) with new toothbrushes. I bet Summer goes to the dentist. I do not (laughs) go to the dentist. I haven't been to the dentist in years. <laughs> you know, it's all the tea I drink. Um, it's teeth tea. It's actually from the fountain of youth. <laughs> That's why my teeth are so I'm, great. I'm crying. <laughs> There's because of how offended you were that I would suggest that you would go to the dentist. I do not go to the dentist. Oh my gosh, we have to end this. Okay, this is too much. Okay, I'm no one's, crying. No one's this listening. This is the first time I think I. I mean, I've like tears have rolled down my face while we record. She No one's listening to us anymore. Anyway, I know they all skipped. Hey, you guys. Um, <laughs> please go to the <laughs> So we can go to the dentist. <laughs> okay, I can do this. Please go to patreon.com slash sheologians if for some reason you want this show to continue. And I know. I don't know why you would after this one. <laughs> and uh, thanks so much for listening. If you made it through, <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey,